Hello and welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your host, Dan Colburn. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ducks. The Aeropress. The Aeropress. No, the Aeropress. The Aeropress. It's a tube. It's a tube that makes coffee. Good tube, good coffee. You use an Aeropress? Um, I have been wanting one for a while and I finally got up and got one. And boy, is it convenient. You clean it, you just go poop, you bang the the butt of it and a little disc of coffee grounds yep. shoots into your trash and you give it a quick rinse and you're done yeah it's cool it's so easy so clean so the aeropress is like what i mean i i've seen one and used one Did actually ever, but it's not it's not like a mini butane french press, hash right? oil no okay bho or dabs as they call it yep never um, made it and also never smoked it seems like word. something that would really you know so back in the day, um, I used to make butane hash oil. And the way you would do it is you would take a piece of PVC and you would uh, basically PVC cement a screen over one end of the tube. Yep. And then on the other end, you would take a PVC cap and you would put like a little hole in it that a butane can could mm. like mm-hmm. you could put the nozzle of a butane can into. Yep. And then you would pack the PVC full of weed. Yep. And then you would like hold it over a Pyrex dish and shoot butane down into the thing. Oh my God. And butane is a gas at room temperature, right? Yeah. yeah. But is also a solvent, right? So, okay. Which means it would extract all the THC and goodies out of the weed, drip down into the Pyrex as a liquid, and then immediately evaporate because it's a gas at room temperature. Wow. Leaving you with only the, the goodies. Um, wow. So does so anyway, it smell? That, does the oil smell like butane? No, because the butane all evaporates. Uh, yeah, like wow. that's actually like you can. One of the things that you do is you take your little torch and you just kind of run it over it to burn off any sure. excess butane or whatever. Right. But like, usually it's not an issue. I did burn my eyebrows off once. Um, <laughs> I forgot the pilot light on my stove was going to be an issue. Um, pilot um, light on your stove because you used your stove for this. Well, I just had the Pyrex on my stove when I was doing it. Yeah. Nothing was turned on. Right. But there was a pilot. Oh, I see. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, this is very interesting. That's, uh, dude, I, that's like some backyard science applied to weed, you know? There was a period where, like, people were making a lot of money doing that, including including your boy. Including but, your boy, um, Daniel. Yeah, that was the move. Like, back in, like, 2010 was, like buy mediocre weed turn it into hash oil and sell it um like on melvore idol like yeah or on the show weeds (laughs) i've only seen a few episodes (laughs) of weeds anyway the aeropress is basically that for coffee so it's a tube Mm -hmm. with a coffee filter at one end Mm -hmm. and then you grind up your coffee yep and you put it in the bottom of the tube on top of the little round coffee filter Mm mm-hmm and then you pour water into the tube and you mix it up like you would with a French press. Okay. And then you take like a plunger that's the same diameter as the tube. Mm-hmm. You put it in the top and you press it down and it pushes all the water through the coffee and coffee filter at the bottom of the tube. Okay. And into the receptacle below. So what's the difference between this and a French press? So a French press, you're pushing oh. the coffee down to the bottom of the thing. Right. But you're not actually like... There's no pressure. You're not... 
there's no pressure and you're not separating the coffee and the water. So that's why you end up with that gritty, yeah. nasty. I mean, it's kind of good in some settings. Yeah. But like, that's why you end up with that like gritty French press yep. darkness, right? Yeah. Whereas like an AeroPress, it's like the water and the coffee only touch for about 10 seconds. I can make a cup of coffee in 15 seconds. Wow. If I have hot water and coffee, yep. right? Hmm. Um, and so it's it's the pressure that is like infusing the water quickly. Hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's cool. You can also use it to make espresso if you want. Like, uh, what? How would you make espresso with it? Uh, so basically the same process. You can pack the you pack the coffee at the bottom to make it a little harder for the water to get through. Okay. Um, and then you can basically just like Push. apply more pressure. Yeah. Okay. What is espresso? Espresso is just, I mean, espresso is normally made by forcing steam through packed coffee grounds. Okay. Um, in this case, it would be forcing hot water through packed coffee grounds. Gotcha. Okay. It's just super concentrated coffee. Yep. And it's like, I could see the steam kind of being that way because it's like to get like a volume of water in steam would be a lot of steam, you know? So it like a lot of there's a lot of like water molecule surface area to pass through the coffee but with the aeropress i would think you wouldn't have that so you, it wouldn't like it wouldn't be like equivalent espresso would it yeah i don't know i i haven't done it i've only heard that you can do it okay word um but yeah maybe i'll try it AeroPress, this week man. and then report back so yeah brought to you by the aeropress yeah thank you aeropress i'm having a, I'm having a nice clean cup of aeropress right now that's great. Um, thank you for sponsoring the show, AeroPress. And we have a coupon code uh, for everybody no, listening. We don't. We don't? Uh, the coupon code is DUCKS. Yes. DUCKS are us. DUCKS are us. Dot org. And we are DUCKS.org. Yep. So throw that in there in the doodly doop in the bottom mm-hmm. in the comments. Hit the subscribe button. Um, Hit the bell so you get notifications. It really helps out the channel. Yep. And leave a comment with what you think the appropriate strength of an espresso is and a big thank you to our patreon supporters we have loves my duck 22 and um duck lips are on me 48 so shout out to them yeah and you know duck lips on duck lips on me 48 actually has been in addition to being a patreon supporter has been really active in the discord (laughs) the community that we've been building um we're all about community here we are um, big time yeah and we're building a great community and so yeah hop in the discord for some alpha um yep. and yeah yeah so the discord yep. url is everybody go to discord.tv slash 86 efgztuplmnoz ducks aeropress slash invite slash invite oh Oh, I feel like our show is getting more and more sponsory. Like we should go back to the old days where like we don't just <laughs> shill out all this get stuff. Sponsors. <laughs> we actually we we probably should respond to the person who asked us about sponsoring the show. People have been asking us about sponsoring the show, and we generally we can't be bought. You can't buy us yeah, unless you're Aeropress. We can't be bought unless you're Aeropress. <laughs> then you can buy us. You can buy me. What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Unless you're um, Stevo's hot sauce for your butthole. Yeah, I'll take all that money. Yep. Do you you watch Steve-O's Wild money. Ride at all? You got to watch some uh, Steve-O's no, Wild Ride. No, but I do know that he makes hot sauce. Dude, it's a pretty good uh, video, blog, podcasty. Um, yeah. Same. Yeah. 
Steve. And then a very I did see a video of him. This is and- Steve-O's hot sauce for your butthole. Every time. And it's just great. I do, I do know that, um, I do know that Steve-O, I watched a video of Steve-O and Violent J from Insane Clown Posse squashing their beef. Yeah. YouTube's been trying to get me to watch that. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it wants me to watch the the Be Real and Steve-O where they talk about how, how like, Be Real saved Steve-O's life from the insane clown posse because he was, like, whatever, saying they're not actually clowns. <laughs> yeah. Because they didn't no. go to clown school. That, Which Steve-O that did correct. go to clown school. Steve-O did go to clown school. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> I'm really like, fascinated by Steve-O. Stop appropriating cl- clown culture. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I am fascinated by Steve-O. I gotta say Steve-O. that. Steve-O. And I yeah. think that like he's surprisingly like a, a really like good person, you know? Yeah, real down to earth. Yeah, seriously. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's really amazing like what stopping doing cocaine will do for a person, you know? Yeah, uh, like, what stopping doing everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think specifically cocaine. Like I feel like cocaine has like the most impact on like a person's temperament. You think so? And like whether they're an asshole or not. Interesting. So cocaine makes people an asshole. Cocaine makes everyone an asshole, dude. Huh. And uh, I feel like stopping doing cocaine has like maybe makes you nicer than you would have been if you had never done cocaine in the first place. Yeah. I I had a friend. This is uh, not a cocaine story because I don't, you know, really know actively anybody who does cocaine. But a friend who pretty into weed and um and drinking sometimes and like. You could just tell if he was drinking, he was a dick. If he was smoking, he was nice. Um, mm-hmm. And if he was neither, he was normal. Yeah. But like you could just so easily tell, like so easily. Like what was going on with him yeah. just by his temperament. Even just like a little bit, you know, you just be like, oh, you're high or That's you're funny. drunk. Like it's very easy to tell. Are you extra nice or are you extra mean? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh. So yeah. How's your week? So Portal is called Teleport. Portal's called Teleport. Yep. Um, what else? What else you got going on? Uh, I don't know. We got the teleport going. Um, I'm working on the modal now. I mean, the modal's done. I'm just going to like put out like finally, you know, this, this whole journey has been me trying to put out a freaking modal to like the canonical Alpine modal, which has yeah. sent me on all of these rabbit trails. This, honestly, such a good project. It's made you so much more aware of what it's like to use Alpine. Yeah. And like is causing you to like be like, oh, it'd be nice if Alpine did this. Like dog yeah. fooding is right. is working yeah. out for you. It it always does when I do it and I don't do it enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's when the output really happens is when I have to like build things and I really don't want to do anything that doesn't feel awesome, you know? Yeah. And that's that was it with the modal. But dude, you should see like writing a modal in Alpine now is like whew, it's cake. It's so cake. Woo wee. Oh yeah so we'd love to see it. so yeah so we got that done so i'm gonna get that pumped out but yeah we did the teleport thing we did the id thing I'm trying to think if there were any other impulse plugins or features or anything but oh the morph I mean, we talked about that right morph right. is out morph there is crazy yeah morph's out there um yeah and the morph works with teleport i think we talked about that right did we mm-hmm. yeah which is cool so i don't know i'm a broken record alpine stuff it's out there alpine stuff Josh Hanley's been recording some liveware videos, which is awesome. Ooh, we yeah. love to see it. So uh, we don't have like a good way. We need to put something on the site that says like, hey, there's a new video because I don't think people who 
had at one point in time gone through all the surge videos like go back through them yeah you need like a you need like a video cms what do you mean you need like a cms for uploading videos too that then like keeps track of when a video was published and that it was added right yes yes that's true and have that automated yep but definitely need something on the site somewhere that says there's a new video it's called this you can watch it Mm -hmm. here um, but yeah, he's working on a, he's working on two things right now, but, um, he did an infinite loading one, which was really good. That was his, his big debut, but then he just did a, um, you know, a, like a text, how to use a text input with Livewire. Like we're kind of going back to basics cause he's the guy who's really close to a lot of newcomers. And yeah. so he's like, what we need is a really good, um, series on how to use Livewire with every form input, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, just straight up like here's like th- like checkboxes are one that's like not as intuitive um and i know like when i have to do like checkboxy multi-array stuff like i'll go to views docs or whatever docs you know i'm using the thing on um you know people adding like selected values to options and select drop downs and things when you don't you shouldn't you know mm-hmm. um, and i think all that stuff's in the documentation but you know it's like there's no very clear forms section of the documentation with all those inputs and all the right. things like there is in alpine yeah so, yeah so um yeah so anyway he's working on that which is cool so if anybody wants to check out that go watch josh hanley yep that's what's happening yeah the more i think about your documentation the more i like realize how hard it is to decide which organization structure to use for it yeah because there's like there there is like man it'd be cool if there was like a forms section but then it's like but it would just be made up of other things that are explained in other places right I mean, you I know. think the real answer is like on Alpine, I struggled with that. And my so I thought like with Livewire, I went with the more guide focused thing like pr- here properties. Here's everything about properties and wire modeling to elements and everything you need about properties. Um, and then with Alpine, I was like, you know, that's it's like hard to skim through. That's more beginner friendly for the person like reading through the docs. Yes. Yeah, it's really good for like learning like the concepts. Yeah. But it's not good reference documentation. Terrible reference, yeah. Right. So Alpine, I went full reference and then I showed it to a few people and they were like, I don't know about that. Like your newcomers probably want more than just a giant reference of all the available things. So I went with the hybrid where there's like all of the docs. What's up? Yeah, up front in the guide format and then the references below it. Like you, you, you use Alpine a bit? Yeah. So you're on the Alpine docs? Yeah. Are they good? Yeah, I think the Alpine docs are really good. Yeah. Um, I think you want Livewire docs. Though. I think Livewire docs, because Livewire is less of a known commodity than Alpine is, and like there's things that are just like not intuitive. Like you need to get people over that initial hurdle of like realizing they can just use blade if statements. There's not like a wire colon if, you know? Yeah. Like, and like that hurdle, right, that's like that conceptual of, hurdle, yeah. the initial conceptual hurdle, like needs to be addressed somewhere. And the way the docs are structured now is really good for like getting people over the constru- the conceptual hurdles in order yeah, to get to the point where they conceptually grasp and use Livewire. Yep. Um, but like, if you look at like older software products, like they always had like a, like if you look at like any Linux distro or like if you look at any of the kind of like more like old school, like free software foundation type of open source projects. Yeah. There's always like a, a philosophy PDF mm, where mm-hmm. they're like, Hey, like let's explain the philosophy of the approach of our open source project. And then there's like a getting started PDF and then there's a reference PDF. Right. right. And it's like, Dude, how did ever, anyone ever learn anything if they had to read 40 pages before they could I use know. something? Yep. It's like, 
Yeah, because so, like, that's a frustration a hard, for me too. Like, when you, it's a problem people have been solving in various ways for a long time, and it feels like all of them are kind of difficult. It's tough. Alpine is such an easy one to do because yeah. it's a small API surface area, and it's consistent in its, you know, templating. Like if you're where like with uh, LiveWire, you might use Blade, but you also might use Wire colon stuff. Where with mm-hmm. Alpine, like you're going to use X show and then you're going to use X model instead of where live where you'd be like at if, and then wire model. So it's harder to make it as clean and concise, but um, I mean, I, I think it still needs and to happen. I, and I think with Alpine, you also benefit from the fact that it is like things that people have used before. Yeah. In that like y- chances are they're not coming across the concept of data binding for the first time when they yep. open the Alpine docs. Like they probably, have used some sort of like yeah declarative javascript framework before yep you know whereas livevar is just like not like anything anyone's used before so right. like you have to do a lot more work up front of like yep hey this is kind of a weird thing but you should stick around the docs need to rewrite for sure and i need to really sit down and put a lot of work into it i don't it. know that that's my i don't know that i agree that they need a rewrite i just think that like they might hmm. like yeah maybe the there beginnings... might be something you could add to the docs like maybe there there could be something just like maybe like a more of like a deep linking nesting structure to the docs where like you basically keep all the text as it is. Yeah. But like include the ability to like, I don't know, like include bits of the reference section within the docs or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I think, I mean, one thing that it definitely could benefit from is like in Alpine, you have the sub uh, nav on each page. Mm-hmm. And in LiveWire, I did add subnav to a lot of pages at the mm-hmm. top, kind of like Laravel's docs, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is fine. But personally, as like a docs viewer, I like the the sticky subnav sidebar that, you know, that I can, you know, navigate around and know the sub items and the sub sub. But yeah, I guess, again, in, in, in LiveWire, I do have that. It's just at the top, like Laravel docs. And I don't like that as much. Yeah, and some pages don't have that, but I don't know. Maybe I could just leave the first chunk of the docs, and then the next chunk would be like um, all the wire attributes. Like each would get its own page, even though they're explained in other areas. That's the move, and really like do a brief overview of wire model inside the data binding thing or inside properties, the properties page, but then have a link like for the deep info for the full like here's everything you can do with it. Go to this page, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's tough. A lot of decisions, but. Definitely needs you know something. Just, you know what I just had an idea for? Uh, I or someone, hopefully someone, not I, should make a um, VS Code extension where when you are in like a fluent chain on a collection. Yeah. Oh, we're not starting um, this collection business again, are we, Daniel? No, 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 no. no. When <laughs> you're in joking. a fluent chain on a collection, you just press yeah. a keyboard shortcut and a panel opens up in VS Code that takes you to the available collection methods yeah, page dude. of the doc. Yep, that's it. Um, and then when you're inside or, of a right, validator, okay, yeah, yep. When you're inside of a validator, mm-hmm. you press the same keyboard shortcut, and it takes you to the available validation. Dude, methods straight up like um, having a VS Code extension whose sole purpose is to take you to those two sections of the doc. Docs. Yeah, we should literally make like a website called like. The only Laravel docs you need after a certain yeah. point. <laughs> available, available validation methods These and available collection things. methods. <laughs> yep. Um, I think if I type A 
or a, it's not a, but I think if I type AV in Google Chrome, the first thing that comes up is available validation methods. Funny. Yep. Dude, I mean, <laughs> I that's funny. So that's often. the one, man. That, yeah. that is the one. That's the king of them all. Because um, collection methods, most of the time, I just go to the collection class command R yeah, and look yeah, through all the methods. Yeah, you can't find it that way in validation. Um, but you can't find it that way in validation, so that's harder for sure. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny, Dan Cole. That is the granddaddy of fucking validation or of docs pages. It is. And it's like 75% of the way down the page too. So like. Yep. It is. It's pretty far down. Yeah. Yep. They, they got some long pages. Laravel oh, yeah. docs. There's a real lot of long text pages. in those docs. Dude, a ton. It's that unbelievable. a lot of text. So much. It's crazy. I don't understand how Taylor maintains all that. that all up to date. I know. It's insane. Yeah. Sounds like the worst life ever. Daniel, did I show you my switchblade? Did we talk about the switchblade? <laughs> no, but I've I've had one. Are you you playing games? Because you were into yo-yos for a little. Oh, switchblade! I thought you meant butterfly knife. No, Sorry. I did have blade. a butterfly knife, of course. Like any kid who goes to flea markets when they're ten or whatever. Um, That's pretty cool. Is that is that illegal? It is. <laughs> yeah, love it. Isn't that cool? It's like a legit switchblade. It's, awesome. it's not one of those like fakies. It's actually mm-hmm. like straight up legitimately have you tried shoots out of the holding it closed and then holding it up against like a piece a piece of pork yeah you can i mean it. i could do it on my leg like it it doesn't uh i'll show you with like a bottle here hopefully it doesn't perk like puncture the bottle but yeah yeah it doesn't puncture the bottle right. okay cool. so now it's just like floppy floopy until you like snap it back in and then you're That's you're cool. back up and running but isn't it dope? A buddy of mine gave it to me because I bought him That's awesome. fishing waders. And so he was getting me back with this switchblade. And I'm like, dude, how did you get this? And he, he like, he's like, oh, dude, you can just get them online. And so I just thought that they were legal. And then I showed it to somebody and they're like, dude, that's illegal. How'd you get that? Like, you can't just buy that on Amazon. I'm like, yeah. I think you can. And I asked him, you basically, you just have to like, you have to agree to a bunch of like self-incriminating stuff to... I don't know. You, you have to do, you have to like sign a bunch of stuff to say yeah. that you're like from another state or you have to sh- do something. I don't know, but it's possible. So everybody out there should know that it is possible to get a switchblade. Um, Illegally, you might have to like, right. Like you don't have to go you on like the silk yourself. road for it yeah. is what I'm trying to say. You can actually like ship it to your house, um, yeah. but you might have to like sign some things and lie. I have to perjure but, yourself a little bit right but fortunately i didn't have to and now i have it so that's yeah you just got it and as far as you know it's legal yep it's legal yeah yep but it's a nice little it actually is super nice like obviously it's rad but it's like just cool like as a yeah, knife to just be able to like box. right just yeah and then do it so so there you go that's awesome yeah gotta love it you gotta got love, to it. love Dan it daniel colborn oh daniel i'm doing trim work in my dining room and you don't say i have a miter saw now oh hell yeah dude welcome to the club miter saws are the best they're amazing why do you need any other saw yeah it's such a good saw here's the saws i have let me tell you about my saws yeah bud um i have a miter saw i have a circular saw because you need a circular yeah you do need one of those i have a jigsaw yep which is an amazing saw it is um (laughs) and then i have a shovel flush cut (laughs) saw a flush cut you know song? what i'm talking about oh is that the yeah the thing with the thing it's like that, a that's like a vibrating yeah like a vibra it looks saw like or you whatever. have like a like a paint scraper on the tip yeah it's like a beard trimmer yes almost. it's like a hedge trimmer beard trimmer yeah and that thing is amazing yeah. when you're doing floors and you need to cut out a little chunk of trim to fit the right. floor under. oh yeah um 
Wait, what do you mean by fit the floor under? So like, say you're, say you have like a door jam on your door. Yeah. Right. And the door jam, say you're putting floors on top of subfloors or something. Yep. Right. And the door jam goes all the way down to the subfloor. Right. Yep. And you want to slide the new floorboards under the door jam. Ah, I see. Right. Yeah. So you would cut the door jam. Yeah. To the height of where your floors are going to be. Nice. And so you can do it manually with a dovetail saw. Okay. Um, which will like lay flat on the, so you just put a piece of flooring there and just lay the dovetail saw flat on top of it. Yep. But if you have to do enough of them, it's worth the 35 bucks to get this little like vibrating saw and just like, yeah, do it quick. They're really good for drywall too. That's the only time I've ever used them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like cutting out holes for outlets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. I should have one of those once I need to do something so that cheap. needs it. It's good to remember though, that it's like not that much money and I could get, get go get one. Um, so, you, but you have a miter saw, dude. Miter saw. Miter saw man. is definitely the king of my saws. I use it more than any other saw. It's, it's crazy, dude. I I messed around with like I made like a sled for my table saw and everything. Um, but really, all you See, need I don't is even a miter have a saw. Table saw. That's dope. You don't you need a table, a table saw, dude. You I really want a don't. table saw though. Do you though? Like, yeah, dog. Most of what do you need a table saw for? If you have a miter saw and a circular saw. First of all, I don't need a table saw, so let's yeah. jot that down real quick. Right, sure. Um, Noted. But, boy, do I want a table saw. You know why? Why is that? Because I watch a lot of woodworking videos, and yeah. they all have table saws, yeah. and it looks so fun. I know. Yeah, it's true. It just looks nice to, like, zoom, you yep. know, just the... And I know you can, like, lose an arm or whatever, but, like... Right. They are really you, dangerous, and I don't yeah, have a guard on mine. Yeah, can kick back and punch you in the face yep. with a fucking two-by-four. All this shit. There's a lot of bad things that could happen, but... You've seen the the um, skin safe or something, safe stop or saw some, stop. Saw stop. Saw or, we, we've talked about that on the show. I'm I don't think pod. we've talked about it, but I've seen it. With like, the hot dogs? Yeah, with the hot dogs. For the listener, so, you can buy this fancy table saw for like a thousand bucks or something. Um, it's not even I prohibitively think it's just an expensive. To a table saw. You think so? Yeah, they make like adap- like b- different bolt pattern adapters okay, for different cool. table saws. Yeah, so it basically like the effect is you can just like stick your finger through the table saw and it'll just stop immediately and not cut you. And they demo it with a hot dog, and it does it with like electricity because your finger's mm-hmm. a conductor, the metal and the blade's a conductor, so it like knows stuff. And it's like instant, just instant. Electricity's fast, right? It like shoves a stopper in the saw blade. So like it literally won't budge an inch after it, you know, detects a finger. So it goes from like Which full power insane. to just like completely. It's stopped. not even an inch. It's like a tenth of an inch. Like it stops so fast. They yeah. Put a hot dog into it. Right. Yeah. And the hot dog got a nick the size <laughs> of like if you were like clipping your fingernails a little bit. Yeah. And like you accidentally like nicked like the corner of your finger. Like, that's how big the nick was that this hot dog received by being slid into a running table saw. I dare you to saw stop your finger. I dare it's you. It's so scary. I would never. You would never? No, no way? No, I just, I just Dude, don't. Dude, that would listen. be really. I just don't trust things that much. Oh, man. The real challenge, dude, would be. I trust my airbags, but I'm not going to ram my car into them. <laughs> no, also, but think like, about this. the saw like... stopper will destroy your saw. Right. That's true. If I held a saw stopper in front of you. And was like, you know, I, I could see a world where I'm willing to touch the, the saw blade 
when it's going full speed. I can see that world. Just like really gently. Touch. Right. Because if it failed, Not like... slide your finger into it. It'd probably mess up my finger a little bit, but like I wouldn't yeah. lose my finger. But the real challenge is to like have your hand on a sled. <laughs> like and a tabletop sled. Yes. That's... Right. Like how much money would you need yeah. to do that? Oh, a lot. I mean, definitely enough to never work again because I'm probably never going to work again. <laughs> yeah no that's terrifying i would never do that yeah man just putting myself mm. in those scenarios elevates my heart rate just yeah, mentally mine's elevated you know? right now like i don't just feel like good. really picturing that mm. yeah i don't feel good mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's bad news bears daniel oh, colborn right. dude we need Caleb, to talk about let's do the nft thing, stuff right we gotta point. talk about nfts but i also want to talk about adhd daniel Oh, I got it, dude. Can we cap it off with ADHD? Big time. Yeah. So but, here's an interesting thing. So I don't take any ADHD medication, but I'm starting to consider it. Yeah. Um, I don't take any ADHD medication because I don't take any psychoactive substances. Yeah. Um, so I don't drink. I don't do any drugs. I don't do any of that. And that's been the case for a long time. Yep. Um, and all the ADHD medication that's good is stimulants. Mm-hmm. Um, right and there's what other medications you got your adderall adderall and ritalin are the main you got your ritalin well and then right. you got vivans which is basically time-released adderall okay um okay. but there's also like stratera and then some people prescribe wellbutrin off-label for adhd um which is like an antidepressant but apparently like is good for ADHD too because it has some dopamine effects. Okay. Anyway, from what I've heard, like people's experiences with Stratera are very bad. Hmm. And people's experiences with Wellbutrin are like kind of bad too. Okay. When prescribed for ADHD, but generally, I think it's prescribed where it's like, "Are you a meth addict and have really bad ADHD? Like, we can prescribe you hmm. this thing that's not just diet meth." Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious yeah that's so funny um so (laughs) anyway i'm starting to consider um going to a psychiatrist and talking to them about like Mm. uh adhd medication because it is apparent that like so many of my problems are like dopamine related interesting Um, so how does dopamine play a role in adhd so that is the that is what ADHD is is a it's a dopamine disorder. So basically, your uh, your brain doesn't receive uh, dopamine from uh, from sort of small activities. Hmm. Um, so you you have sort of a dopamine deficiency, and so the reason that um, and your your brain transports dopamine badly, basically. Hmm. Um, and so the reason that stimulants are effective for ADHD is that you're actually stimulating the part of your brain that transports dopamine, mm-hmm. um, which means that you are more likely to get dopamine for things that other people get dopamine for that you I don't see. get dopamine for. Okay. So for example, uh, and so because of that, like, I, if there's like a big dopamine dump, we still get the big dopamine dump, yep. right? Um, but we don't get the small dopamine dumps that other people experience for smaller things. Yeah. So like, I feel like writing a blog post is the ultimate 
example because I can never write a blog post, right? Yeah. Um, I can't write a blog post because when I start writing a blog post and I make a little bit of progress on the dog blog post, that doesn't feel good to have made a little bit of progress on right. the blog post. Yep. The only thing that feels good is seeing that 15,000 people retweeted my blog post. That feels really good. Yep. That's a big dopamine dump. Yeah. But the making a little bit of progress or, hey, I solved the small problem of how to word this sentence or like yeah. whatever, or I got started. Getting started actually feels really good. People love to get started on things. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, anyway, it's a dopamine disorder. And then uh, sleep can be, uh, can be uh, majorly affected by this where basically like you go throughout your whole day like super understimulated mm. um which means that you need to basically like uh at the end of the day like stimulate your brain a lot to get yourself tired enough to fall asleep mm-hmm. yeah um which is like a double-edged sword because by stimulating yourself you keep yourself awake yeah. as well right so it's kind of like a long process to stimulate yourself sufficiently to fall asleep yep um which is something that I have going on in my life all the time. Yep. Um, but working at night recently has actually been really helpful for that because it's like stimulating enough to make me tired, yep. but also is uh, boring enough because it's just programming that it's not like getting me wired up, like like watching The Wire or something. Would, I got gotcha. you. Know? Yep. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, sorry. What did you want to ask about ADHD before I, mean that, I just like I hijacked? Mean, no, I wanted that. I want. I want to know. Like, so I don't know. Uh, I guess. Like, I feel like I'm somewhere on the spectrum of the symptoms that you've described in the past. Um, I feel like a lot of the, like, I feel like you have a more extreme version of some of the things that I experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't stay up as late as you, and I haven't. I haven't been like afflicted by that like you have. But I I do stay up late and especially for the past like probably four, four months, um, you know, it's like it's hard for me to go to bed earlier than like th- two o'clock. Um, yep. So it's a lot of like twos and threes and then sometimes fours. Um, and then I wake up late and I feel bad about myself. Um, but I'm productive at that late night. But that thing that you shared something once on Twitter, do you remember like the wording about like I think maybe it was a retweet, like a quote tweet. And you were like, you know, people with ADHD or like, this is, this is my life. Like you, mm-hmm. uh, I remember. you, you like, cause it, it, per, I, it totally resonated with me. Like you get to the end of the day and it's like, this is the, not like you work and you stay up really late because you weren't able to focus the whole day. So like, this is your last shot or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. describe and that I, again? I like, think, do you remember the, yeah, yeah. the wording so or basically like, uh, you get so the science of it is that you get a bigger dopamine rush from completing something in an emergency mm. right so this yes. is like the yes. science of procrastination right yeah. is that like you get a bigger dopamine rush completing something in an emergency um and so uh and you get no dopamine rush from just like sort of checking a box when you're supposed to check it yep you know yep um and so interesting that's a good lens to keep going you get my yeah, wheels it's all turn. dopamine it's all dopamine. And like much of my recent success with my ADHD, because I feel like I'm actually managing it way better now than I have in the past. Okay. Um, much of my recent success has just been leaning into the idea of like just following the dopamine and like mm. accepting 
that rather than trying to force myself to do things for no dopamine reward, yeah. I'm just kind of leaning into the idea of like, all right, well, like people don't do things for no dopamine reward. Everyone else is getting dopamine rewards. I need to figure out how to give myself dopamine rewards or else. How do you do nothing's that? Nothing's going to get done. How do you do that I'm for something gonna... small? So for something small, I like, I will just like accept that like, hey, I'm not going to be as productive on this at 1130 in the morning as I'm going to be at yeah. 130 at night. So I'm just going to not like I'm not even going to like procrastinate it in the sense of like uh, I'm going to intend to do it all day and then it, not yeah. do it. I'll just yeah. plan from the get go. This is something I'm going to do at 130 at night. Yeah. Okay. And then I, now my life is so much nicer because I like freed up my 1130 in the morning to like go buy a pair of sunglasses. Right. Or like take Max to the yeah, interesting to the do- daycare. And yep. so I'm just like working mostly at night. I put in a couple hours of work like during the daytime. Okay. But like I do the majority of my work probably like after sunset. Yeah. You know, and like not every day. I also like I also feel good when I change up my schedule. Yeah. You know, so like doing the same thing every day kind of feels bad. Yeah. But generally I'm waiting more of my work towards the end of my day. Yep. And it just feels nicer to me. And also there's less distractions at the end of the day, right? It's yes, very rare totally. that Charlotte needs something from me or that uh, a friend is going to call and need me to help them move a fridge yep, or, right. you know, just all the things that can happen in life. So and serene. it makes me available to say yes to all of those things during when the day. When all those things happen, yeah. Yeah. So I don't feel the constant like tension between them. Is that a characteristic of ADHD? The um, I don't know. The cha- not that specifically, but the um, like craving change, like getting bored with the way that things are a schedule, a habit, whatever. And like, well, I think that you generally get more dopamine from like new, fresh, interesting experiences than from yeah. old, tired experiences. Right. So if I was going to break like, that's why ADHD people are. And this is something you definitely have. So not I'm not diagnosing you. You should go get checked out if you want to get checked out. But um, but one thing ADHD people have that I have and that also that you have is like a constant getting into hobbies. <laughs> right yeah. like right. getting into hobbies is great because like it's yeah. so fun because it's new and you get to learn a lot and you get big dopamine rushes when you start receiving the gear yep. and yep. whatever <laughs> but then it's like huh am i really like my, going in, to build my, this many keyboards right. probably not but i do have all the stuff for that many keyboards yep. yeah that's the the problem with stuff for me is that it's such a reminder of of that problem I have, you know, just, just throwing shit away, dude. That's what I'm doing. A lot of it. Yeah. I've been throwing a lot of shit away recently. Cause it's just like, yeah, it's, Oh, this is like some shit I bought when I wanted to get into this thing that I didn't really get into. Oh, well, do you like, donate your shit at least? Um, I donate shit that can be donated. Yeah. Right. But it's like, where do you fucking like, where do you donate? Like a half a set of keyboard switches. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, dude, I give everything a goodwill, these? and I'm just like, let them figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like even weird stuff. If it's not like rotting underwear, like it's yeah, going to fair go. enough. <laughs> but whatever, and it's even easier because I don't have room in my garbage for anything. So, just like, oh, this is great. Um, yeah, okay. So I guess what I'm realizing is I never, I guess like I never thought I had friends growing up that had ADHD. My neighbor had it, and I remember like I had this really early memory of him. Um, oh, he like 
actually this is really sad because he he died of an overdose um but in his later years but so he he kind of had like you know issues his whole life with substance abuse and ritalin was his earliest one and mm-hmm. he like just like pounded a whole handful of ritalin and then made himself throw up um and he i remember, just remember him like telling that story to everybody like yeah kind of like well, being cool I, the, but also like the correlation um, between adhd and substance abuse is like massive it has to be so, right yeah I, I mean i had it lots of people have it yeah. right where it's like your brain's just going very fast and is like not focused and it's like you're like what do i do to slow this down yep and it's counterintuitive that like what you actually need to do is add stimulus to the mix because the problem isn't actually that your brain is going too fast it's that your brain can't latch on to anything because its dopamine pathways are delayed. Yep. Right? So, like, you're not getting the right dopamine at the right time for your brain to associate the action with the dopamine. Yep. Um, so, I guess, like, I hear you talk about it. I, I've been watching some YouTube videos and things, and it's like, when I watch this stuff, it's all so much like my life, you know? Yeah. And basically... That's what started happening to me. I started watching that How to ADHD yeah, channel. I, yep. The girl. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah she's I, so good, dude. She is. And I, I, right. So I'm watching her and I'm, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, because these are all the things that afflict me. And it's kind of really making me realize how much my life is impacted by these behaviors mm-hmm. and these patterns mm-hmm. negatively. Um, and I guess like I never considered that I had ADHD because I was good at school. You like yourself. Like, like I had friends who had ADHD, but they were the kids who were just like, you know, uh, class clown, like just wired. Like, right. well, like, so there's inattentive and hyperactive. There, so there's two different. So they, there used to be ADD and ADHD. Yeah. And yeah, then I those two that. things have been merged. And so now there's ADHD, which has two types, two variants, right? And one is the inattentive and one is the hyperactive. And yeah. I have the inattentive, not the hyperactive. Gotcha. Whereas my buddy, whose name I guess I probably shouldn't say, um, yeah. my close, close friend, Call him T- Thompson, has the hyperactive kind. And it's so right. funny how we have some things on which we're like identical. Yeah. And we have other things where I'm like, the way you operate is baffling to me. Yeah. Like, I have no clue how you do anything. But clearly it's ADHD. Like, clearly sure. I can see how that's dopamine related. Yeah. But like, you're just like bouncing off the walls and i'm like trying to drag my ass out to the grocery store right yes that's yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) funny yeah i guess like you know even like compared to other i think i think maybe the the thing that's thrown me off for so long is being good at school i think was it's hard for me to see that i have some sort of thing that makes it hard for me to like get stuff done or whatever because like but but I think I think the thing with that that you and I both identified is that like school for us was pretty easy, so mm-hmm. we could be we could not like you know I never I had no organization with homework or anything it was all just a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, like if you you remember that like Bill Gates quote that's like I'd always hire a lazy pro- person to solve a hard problem because a lazy person will find an easy way to do it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so to me, like that fits really well on ADHD. If you like, yeah. take out the whole like ADHD people are lazy part. You, you of it. can sub out lazy as a like a synonym for ADHD for most of these things. For like most that's, things. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm like because I I think I've always just called myself like a lazy person in in ways. Yeah. But it anyway. Continue. Yeah. So well, what all I'll say about that is like a lot of ADHD people have great success with 
um, getting good grades without trying very hard. Yeah, that's... Um, because they can't try very hard, but they need to get the grades. So they find the holes in the system and they right. find ways yep. to get the thing, <laughs> which makes us very creative and interesting people, right? And yeah. so like... and. There's this really good how to ADHD video. It's an interview with a researcher. um, And she's talking about, there's this metaphor that they use called uh, climbing the wall. Okay. Right. And so it's like, Mm. basically like every project is like a wall that you need to like climb. Every task. Every task is like a wall that you need to climb over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like many approaches to it. Right. Like you try and walk around the wall. You could like dig under the wall. You could just like get in there and start climbing and fail and climb and fail and climb and fail and climb and fail. Yeah. And different people's temperaments lead them to approach the wall differently. Mm. But the ADHD temperament tends to be that we stand there for a long time and look at the wall (laughs) and think about how we might approach climbing over this wall. Right. Yeah. And then when we finally do climb the wall, we tend to climb it a lot faster. And the overall time to actually climb the wall might end up being faster than someone who just started climbing and failing and climbing and failing because we spent most of our time looking at the wall before we climbed it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, And I've sort of embraced that. Like, you know, your whole, like, is it you who gave me the phrase mind palace? I thought you gave that to me, man. Okay. So (laughs) I'm doing, I'm giving it to everyone. I'm giving it it to everyone these days. So like (laughs) when we're pairing, like if I'm pairing with my client, um, I'll take us to the mind palace real quick, right? Like yep. get all the code off the screen. Let's just look at my desktop background and talk. Oh, right. right? Yeah. You gave me the word, but that, that was my like big mission was like, no screen sharing. This is why I hate tuple. I don't hate tuple. You know, this is yeah, why yeah. zoom is so much better of an experience than tuple to me is because like we can do all this work in our brains and it's, we're actually going to think clearly more clearly and not be distracted. And right. So like of it. I'm doing the mind palace stuff. Where That's it's great. like, like, we'll just, I'll, I'll just start like getting frustrated with a task, yep. you know? Yep. And I'll be like, you know what? Mind palace, mind palace, mind palace. Yeah. And I'll That's like great. switch spaces on my Mac and go to a space with only my desktop background. Yeah. And we'll look at my desktop background and we'll talk. Yep. And to me, that is looking at the wall before we climb. Yep. Because I can't start climbing the wall until I've looked at it and I start getting frustrated mm. and I start getting anxious and I start making mistakes and you know, all this stuff. Whereas if I just like spend some time looking at the wall, usually we can one shot it, Hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like if we just spend a little time looking at it. Um, So like to me, like just embracing that that's like a way that I work and that like throwing myself at a problem is like not that useful, but like spending some time thinking about it and then just one shotting it at 1.30 in the morning is like my preferred way of doing things. Yep. Is like sometimes a problem needs three days of thinking. Dude, you're preaching it, man. And then you just one shot it in an hour, <laughs> you know? So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Sometimes a live wire rewrite needs a year of <laughs> of smoldering. And sometimes a pull request, let's be let's be real here. Sometimes a pull request needs to sit there for a week. Yep. This whole like pull request shouldn't sit there for a week thing that I've been on and everyone's been on for a long yeah, time. You're right. Screw that. Sometimes the extra work of dealing with merge conflicts later is worth it. Yeah. Because you got to like leave that pull request there for a week, go do something else, and then come back to it, having been thinking about right. it in the back of your mind the whole week. Yep. And then just like crush it, which is what I did last or two nights ago is I just had these two pull requests that were like two weeks old and yep. I just crushed them in one night, you know? So this pattern like that um, yeah. with a pull request and with 
So I think this is what makes me, I won't say a bad open source maintainer, but like I'm not a super attentive open source maintainer because it's like it works against if I had to just bet, I'd say that like people with ADHD suck at maintaining repositories. Um, I would disagree. You I think, think you're so? actually a better open source maintainer than you think you are. Uh, okay, possibly. Then I'll, I'll I'll clarify what I mean by bad. Yeah. I guess I mean that I see people like Taylor who go through everything every day and everything's all kept nice and clean. And like my repositories are more like my desk and all the tasks in my life. Where do you remember when Taylor? Do you remember when Laravel five point one was out? I do. He was not that on the issues back then. I don't remember. I wasn't in the repository until a light later on. But yeah, there was a lot of issues back in the day. Yeah. Now there's none. Now everything's always constantly handled. Right. right. But he's got a giant staff of people doing that. Right. That's the issues. But he does the pull requests still for a lot of them. Yeah. But I think like a lot of that is getting like it's so triaged that he can just kind of one shot it. It's like everyone else is doing the Maybe. mind palace for him. I don't know. I still point. don't. Th- I don't think that's the case, but I, but who who cares? Like, I mean, he's definitely like still, but I think he's being more creative than like, he's not doing any of that fiddly work, you know, maybe. like he shouldn't be at least. Right. I, yeah, I guess he's, he's the ideal. He's definitely I, doing the smallest amount he can that I hold myself to with those kinds of things. But anyway, there's this pattern that I imagine that you and I um, both identify with completely like in my life, the pattern always and forever has always been this way. Everything, there's a few different angles to take at this thing. So I don't know how to describe it perfectly, but I'll try a few different angles. One angle is everything, every task, anything gets done at the deadline. So whatever it is, even if it's dishes or something, or like I have car tires in my car because Hannah's coming home tomorrow and I'm, I know that I'm not going to pick her up from the airport with car tires in the car and the fishing stuff on the seat, I'm going to clear that stuff out. So like, I know that I'm going to do that. So why would I do it at the time that I should? I'm not going mm-hmm. to. And, and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in the car and I know that it's full of all that stuff. And I know that if I'd have done the tires, that would have been great. And then the fishing stuff, I know that if I would have done it, but like both of those things, and then they build and you're just like, you're like, well, that's all going to be a big surge. Like that's going to be a big uh, hustle before I go pick up hand. I'm going to do a big hustle and undo all the messes that I've made in the time that she's been gone. Um, but it's with that way, everything it's like, this is the wrong word, but it's what's popped in my head is like, I recognize myself always playing the martyr or always being the hero or something like mm-hmm. I, it always is like, even like, I would rather, I would rather things go horribly wrong in a project and me have to just like sweat and muscle it out overnight and do something crazy and then I guess I always, I always just assumed that it was me like needing attention. So wanting mm-hmm. people to, and maybe Which it is that it, because that gives you be that because you dopamine. feel bad for not doing the, for not checking the boxes all along the way. And so you feel like you need to counterbalance that out in other people's eyes by right. achieving a lot quickly, yes. which is definitely something that I've felt. Right. Yep. Um, That's what it is. It's like me, my like life leaning, is. Is procrastinating on everything and then achieving a lot quickly. That's my life. So like leaning into that story can be harmful if you're doing it the secretive way where you're like, hey, I'm not going to accomplish anything, but then I'm going to accomplish it all at the end and they won't know the difference. Mm. Right. So if you're doing that, like you're going to end up like owing a debt that you can't fulfill one day because you're going to be too tired to get the thing done and like it's going to fall through the cracks and then you're going to actually have to deal with the fact that 
you didn't get it done, which happened to me one time at Titan, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I had a project that I was just like, couldn't make any progress on. This is actually how yeah. I got my ADHD diagnosis. Hmm. I had a project I couldn't make any progress on, couldn't make any progress on. And then, but I wasn't telling anyone. Yeah. Cause I was like, I'm going to like salt, I'm going to crack this nut, you know? Yeah. And then the time came for me to like do the big thing. And I realized that the task was bigger than I thought it was. And right. I actually couldn't get it done. And like, yeah, it led to me like missing a deadline. It wasn't really a deadline because Titan doesn't have those, but like not having something when I should have had it. Yeah. And it kind of came out that I hadn't been doing a lot of work on this project that week. Right. Yeah. And like it, it was like a big sit down with Matt and Dan, like, yo, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I can't get started. Yeah. Like, I think I might have ADHD or something. I, I got to figure this out. Yeah. You know, and like that's what led to me going and getting diagnosed. And that's what led to me being here now. Hmm. And so I can't do that like secretive type of stuff because it just doesn't yeah. work. Like, mm -hmm. I can't keep up the ruse. Um, but what I do do is, like, I do, like, publicly announce, basically. Like, I say it on the podcast. I tell it to clients, like, hey, I work best in, like, these weird hours and these weird sprints. And sometimes there's going to be days where I just don't get a lot done. Right? Like, it's very common sometimes for me to get on with my client and be like, yeah, I haven't made much progress on this because I didn't give it the hours I wanted to give it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to get you your hours this weekend. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And, like... What I'm saying when I say that is like, hey, like, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get my focus right on Wednesday, yeah. but I know that like, given the space of a weekend and and the a little bit of time and a little bit of space to meditate on this problem, it's going to be like an easy one shot this weekend. So I should be good. Yeah, you know, mm. and that's just like, I've just kind of leaned into and accepted that like that is one of the ways that I handle tasks. Yep. Um, and like, as long as I communicate that to other people and don't leave people in the dark, it's not a problem for most people. It's good to recognize that and to lean into the way, I guess, like, I, I think maybe the scenario where you are fighting your nature your whole life and, you know, that leads to self-loathing or all yeah. the things like, I think that's bad. And I think that's definitely something that I suffer from is I think my... My whole life has been, and I've always been drawn to like, um, since, since a little kid, I was always drawn, drawn to like Japanese culture, even, you know, and my, my, my appropriated version of Japanese culture, but like, sure. um, you know, um, meditating and drinking tea and eating sushi and, you know, Zen gardens, you know, I've had all those things and all of that stuff, minimalism, all of that, but yeah. I've been bad at all of them my whole life. I've had tiny little meditation spurts where I've been the guru I want to be. Um, yeah. And I've had all those things, but I always fail at them. And so basically like, I think a theme in my life is this yearning for this deep focus that is kind of this uh, ideal that I'm always reaching for and falling short of where you can actually focus and read a book and finish it or where I can, you know, um, write, write a thought piece and start it and finish it where I can have that clear mind and set out and do something and do it well and in a focused way. And mm -hmm. I'm I'm always falling short of that and always striving for that. And I think a life of that is like, I guess like currently I just feel a little bit drained from it. And I'm at times I've been sick of it. And then I'm like, yeah. you know what? Just be you, just be you. But if I'm just me, then I still don't achieve that. It's very that I'm incompatible searching with, for. Yeah, yeah. So is there a way to achieve what I'm so searching yeah, for? 
if you have ADHD, which we don't know if you do, but if you totally do, right. then what I'm hearing from people is that the way is Adderall. Gotcha. Um, that's how you become a yeah the person that you want to be. <laughs> and like that's sort of where I'm at now in that I'm like starting to consider medication is like yeah i've like leaned into this and it is it is so much better than trying to fight it right yeah yep like i'm enjoying myself so much more and my day-to-day is so much more enjoyable yep and like just fun and i feel like my output is better and i feel like people are getting more for their money from me than they were two years ago you know yep but it would be nice to just be able to knock this shit out during the day. <laughs> right. You know? It would be very like, nice to it'd like, be real chill. To if not I could have just to like, jump through all these hoops to, if I could just be on everyone else's schedule all the time and like not have to be such an outlier and have people plan their life around the fact that I'm not awake at right. 11 o'clock in the morning, you know? Um, yeah. And so it would be real convenient. And so at this point I'm like, okay, hmm. I didn't want to just jump into drugs as a quick fix. Yeah. to This problem. Yep. You know, but I did want to, at this point, I'm like, okay, well, if there is, like, a solution and, like, I'm pretty sure it's not harmful and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to, like, go on, like, a massive bender yep. off of Ritalin or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, like, I keep in contact with, like, my sort of support network around that stuff and, sure. like, all of that. Like, I don't see this um, as a major problem. I just, I think I need to look at the wall a little bit more before i climb it with that yeah right so like i'm not ready to go get an adderall prescription right now but like if i was to bet i would say we're probably you know we're probably looking at sometime this year maybe going and talking to somebody and seeing what happens right yep yeah that's interesting is there the thing with well so right so i don't necessarily know that i have adhd or anything All, all i know is that whoops that when i you know you just start smoking meth and see how you do <laughs> diet meth um i guess like w- when i hear you talk when i you know there's obviously similarities in our behaviors and and like a few other people in my life um it, se- it seems like there's a certain type of person that i think i am that type and i think that this is a, a common ground um and i've avoided any sort of like label like that obviously i never even considered that i had adhd because i don't feel like somebody who has who's like uh you know, uh, hyperactive, basically like, like those yeah. kids in class. I wasn't that kid. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, one of the things in the how to each ADHD thing or somewhere, you know, she said that, that like, you know, it's like, um, you know, saying, saying, you know, if, if you hear people talk about ADHD, a common refrain is, well, yeah, I mean, everybody's like that. Some are like, I'm, I'm totally like that, you know, sometimes. And, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like everybody has, different tendencies and is somewhere on the spectrum or whatever but it's like saying a tall person is like it's like saying well yeah i'm I'm tall sometimes well yeah i mean when you're around really short people but like daniel's actually yeah. tall like he's yeah, tall yeah. he's tall around everyone um yeah, yeah. so daniel's tall because most of his life he spends being tall where for yeah. me i'm really only tall when i'm around my little italian family um yeah. but not when i'm around daniel um or yeah. a lot of other people i'm just normal height so anyway so it's possible that I liked that because like anything that can be on a spectrum that was like, okay, so maybe I'm somewhere on the spectrum and maybe I'm not, you know, all the way to like a label or, or medication or something, but I can at least embrace some of the lessons or identify some of the problems, um, being somewhere on the spectrum, you know? Yeah. And a few of the ADHD symptoms can also be 
can result from other things too. Depression and anxiety being two of the big ones mm. where it's like, sure. if you particularly like the only thing I would look at is like the fact that it's winter now, like if you have any history of like seasonal depression, yeah. like it could be that like maybe the part of the reason you might be experiencing like more of this if yeah. you don't have ADHD could be that like it's winter and like it's getting dark and like the seasonal aspect of this is coming in. Right. Um, but I don't know. I think you should just go talk to a, talk to a person who does this and see what they say. Sure. The, the tests are interesting. I felt really good because I did really good at the tests. <laughs> did a good job at the tests. I fear that if I went for a diagnosis or something, I'd be biased. I just can. Is it possible? Like, is the test? It's not. It's not just. I mean, like, there are some parts where it's like, do you ever procrastinate? Right. And you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's like one of, I don't want it to be a self fulfilling test. Yeah, no, you but know? there's. There, but there's other parts of it that like you couldn't really fake where okay. it's like like they give you a series of numbers and then they ask you a bunch of questions and then they ask you to say the numbers back to them okay. or like it's like abilities like they actually test your cognitive ability and they test your ability to do things and remember things and focus on things and hmm. so like they they try and like overstimulate you and see what information you can keep a hold of and stuff like that yeah um and so it was really interesting um yeah, I, I, I actually really like enjoyed the testing process. It was okay. like interesting. It was, I don't know, it felt like a challenge. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to look into that. My, my brother is, you know, having struggles with this um, boot camp, you know, because it's just yeah, insanely yeah. rigorous. And so he's kind of like looking for, Brock, if you're listening to this, I hope this is cool. <laughs> but he's, he's like looking for, you know, answers in any way he can find. Like, how can I learn better? Like what's, yeah, yeah. you know, how can I unblock myself as much as possible? And so, um so and he you know whatever he so he's been exploring this and went to somebody and um i actually haven't talked to him about like his specific diagnosis so i don't even know it Mm -hmm. but um but he did just you know go through some of these things and getting tested and whatever um and we have like some of the same diagnosis to come back he might not even have it yet okay yeah Um, so but but when you say like the i guess the the dopamine um view of this or the like if adhd is like I think it's a great, it makes a lot of sense. It's a neurological disorder, right? That's the thing about it is that it's not a, it's not something like, there are other um, mental disorders that are not physiological, right? That are created by environment or created by conditioning to react to certain behaviors or something, right? Yep. Um, But like ADHD is a very mechanical disorder. Gotcha. It's just like. Yeah, your brain bad at dopamine so you know? right and i've never really thought about that because i don't suffer from depression i think i may from anxiety um so depression is more serotonin than dopamine which okay is the other I, good chemical gotcha because i was just gonna say like i'm actually a pretty happy person i think yeah. most people who know me would say Same. like oh caleb's pretty balanced and happy a lot mm-hmm. um so i when i hear dopamine i think happiness and i think oh i'm happy like dopamine is not happiness like being fulfilled dopamine is like being like psyched because like you achieved (laughs) something right yeah that's uh dude i mean if i like i said i think i've always i i've known about myself my whole life that like you could say that i'm like attention seeking i know i am attention seeking Mm -hmm. attention feels great um and that's right like exactly like um that that is like one explainer for this this condition of mine where i recognize that about myself 
And over the years, like I've, I've realized that like, I don't really find that quality desirable in other people. So I started to not find it desirable in myself and have mm-hmm. like worked, you know, pretty hard to like get it out of me or at least hide it as best as I can, um, mm-hmm. to not be an intention seeker, to not be externally motivated, um, those types of things. But it's just, I know that about me. And we've talked about this, that like my, I wrote that blog post, my greatest productivity secret is accountability buddies. Basically, like if I want to get something done, I have to be in it with somebody I respect so that I can show off to them or I can fear being like judged by them. Because once that happens, I'll get the thing done, you know? Um, Yep. I agree. I'm, I feel this, I'm very bad at doing things like with no partner, you know? Yeah. Like, right. That's why client, like, that's like why I haven't like been able to sort of break out and do a SaaS or something and why I've, yeah, sure. Been doing client work. Right. Is like it's easy for me to do client work. I've been doing client work for 10 years and I've only been getting better at like managing my ADHD with client work over time as I learned about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um but like sitting down and like writing like a uh, like my one good SaaS app which is like a bill splitting app mm. for roommates. Um Sitting down and writing that app just from nothing for no reason with nobody like looking over my shoulder or even like reviewing my pull requests or anything. Yeah. Like just seems like an insurmountable thing. Like I'm amazed that you're doing it with Livewire and stuff. Although I guess you do have the accountability of thousands of people bitching if it fucks up. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. And then there's also, I mean, like something like like uh live or an alpine at different times i truly do just enjoy yeah you know, and that's hacking, the thing too like like and you enjoy hacking as well on something cool is yes totally yeah. it's totally different it's the things like writing documentation or fixing hard bugs or building uh products or things that are like really big and cohesive like those are the things that i struggle with it's, and honestly like all the smartest programmers i know i mean s- separate out the people i don't know well like you know, like Taylor's very smart. Adam's very smart, but I don't have like close relationships with those people. Right. Yep. Um, but all the smartest programmers who I've been attracted to in the programming world Mm -hmm. who like have, I've had like close relationships with and have like paired with a lot and stuff. Turns out they all have fucking ADHD. Mm. Like every single one of them. Yeah. You know, like I'm surrounded by like a network of just like really smart ADHD programmers, you know? So like, I think there's a certain type of coder who is out there and they all like are like real active on Twitter and like, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not leaking any names. Some of them have talked about it publicly. You can go figure it out. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like that's, there's a type, there's a type of person and I'm very much in that type, you know? Yep. 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 Interesting. Daniel. It's, and they uh, don't make good employees, I tell you what. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> they do not make good employees. Yeah. They, you you kind of have to be the boss. Or like at least like making a lot of your own decisions. Right. Um, so maybe this this like, so my accountability buddy thing, you know, so I've, yeah. my, part of my life philosophy is like, I, there's lots of things I want to change about myself and have wanted to change about myself in the past. And a lot of it is like habit type stuff, you know, behavioral mm-hmm. type things. And I've found that like, okay, well the only success, I'm pretty garbage at discipline. So like the only success I'm going to find in something is environmental 
environmental factors sort of enforcing that behavior. Um, so if I want to accomplish something, just skip the part where I like try really hard. And, you know, like we've talked a lot about this discipline December and yeah, everything. Try and fail. Right. Skip that part and just jump to the environment or accept that this is the way you are now. Like it's like either yeah. see if you. And so the accountability buddy thing is a great example of one of those things in my life is like, okay, I now have a, an easy button I can hit. It's not easy, mm-hmm. but it at least is a way to accomplish the thing I need to accomplish. And I can press this button and I can actually have success at this thing by pressing the button. But question for you is assuming this um, this dopamine uh, model of ADHD, like looking at all of these things through that lens, mm-hmm. is that um, is that not ideal because what I'm doing is I'm just recognizing that, okay, I need that easy button is the dopamine button. I need mm-hmm. that dopamine button because I lack it. So I'm going to go press that button and really like lean on the fact that I need dopamine. So I'm going to get a ton of it in this way where so, the more, hold on, the more like holistic approach. No, the more holistic approach is if I have a dopamine IV and then I can do Which those things Adderall, on my own. Yeah. Right. And I could do those things on my own and I, you know, whatever, like that's the, that's the true path. If I could not have to be putting myself in these scenarios where I'm setting the world on fire and having to run around and having to be a hero or like accomplishing something mm-hmm. huge right at the last minute, the 11th hour and like, oh my gosh, like it's amazing his output or something or stuff like that. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it would be ideal for me if I didn't have to endure all of those things. And if I could just be the person who's really focused and productive a lot, you know? Right. And I think, I think if you got a diagnosis and like, whatever, um, I think it, chances are that like you would probably like your life doesn't need to be as hard as I make my life because like I have like external factors that have led me to want to try to do this without Adderall. Right. Right. For sure. But like, I think for most people, from what I've heard from the community at large, like the easy answer is just like, dude, just take the Adderall. Your life's going to get better. And it doesn't really cause problems. Interesting. It scares me a little bit. Like, I know. And it, it does scare me that. It, and that's part of it. You know, that's a big part of the reason I wanted to do it without for as long as I could. And right. I think I'm succeeding. It's just like, does it need to be this hard? Right. Uh, probably not. Yeah. You know? Right. And I like, obviously our addiction journeys are very different in yeah. a huge way, like times a hundred. But I know myself and I know my own addictive tendencies. I know my own history with addiction and things. And it's like, I, in those moments are the things that I've been addicted to. And I really understand in my own small way, how like I'm incapable of ending this without an external factor is yeah. basically like, if you never, if I never Start. did that thing, I would have yeah. never been in this mess. And now right. I want nothing more than to be released from these these grips. And so mm-hmm. it's that thing is like I can't turn I can't turn back if I take Adderall. I can't untake it. And that's you the can't thing. You can untake it, but you you can stop taking it. Like right. People stop doing things. Totally, but dude, yeah. tell that to somebody who struggles with addiction. You no, know, I hear you. I mean, I'm, I hear you. I know. I, that's what that's, I'm saying. That's why I'm definitely looking at the wall. Right. You know? So is there a like, way to achieve? I think that if I start taking Adderall, it's going to be within parameters and there's going to yeah, be Yeah, you'll have to set up like safeguards and things. and off, yeah. Well, not just safeguards, but like off ramps where it's like, mm. here's a point where I'm going to check in and see how this is going. Yeah. 
you know, here's a point where I'm going to stop taking Adderall for a month and see how I feel. Right. Here's, you know, like things like that. And I think I'm going to have to plan those things out ahead of time and get some accountability buddies involved, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And especially Adderall is scary because people abuse Adderall. Like that's just like unknown abused substance. And, and it's an amphetamine, right? It is an amphetamine. Yeah. And so, oh man. Yeah. It scares me. Is there a way to get dopamine? This is the thing though, is that like we don't, we theoretically don't get the same experience from amphetamines that other people do. And my experience with the uh, amphetamines I've taken, I've never smoked meth, but I've taken Adderall, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. My experience with the amphetamines, well, I may, like we said on a previous episode, I may have taken meth that I thought was Molly. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, I may have taken meth that I thought was rock candy. Yeah. My experience with the amphetamines I've taken has always been that, like, I felt real chilled out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. which is not what you normally experience. Yes. Um, so I don't know. Daniel, we'll is there a way to get dopamine? Like, is there some habit that I could like, try? is there some way to get dopamine trick? Like, can I get a dopamine IV without Adderall? Is there some way that obviously like it wouldn't be as effective and as easy, but how, uh, how do you feel about masturbating seven times a day? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I'm I willing to try anything, Danny. <laughs> I will try anything at this point. <laughs> no, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think to me, the biggest success I've had is uh, you have to stay creative, right? You can't fall into a pattern. And mm. like, to me, that has meant leaving jobs, moving on from things, yep. switching things up, changing mm. my schedule, changing the type of work I'm doing. If yep. I'm sick of working in it's working in modules in laravel is amazing with international modular package shout out go get it um working in modules is amazing because if i'm just i because i it allows me to silo my work right and so it's like if i'm sick of working on one module i'll just leave that pull request open and go work on another module for a while yeah and then once i'm done that or sick of that i'm going to go back to the other module i was working on yeah. And like the code doesn't really touch that much. So it's not like I'm creating merge conflicts doing it. Hmm. So like that's been a hack is just like putting down a project and being okay with the fact that I'm putting it down and going and working on another one and promising myself I will come back to it and then coming back to it, you know? Um, so that's big. Switching jobs has been so big for me and finally getting out of employment has been really big for me because yeah. it allowed me to break out of a routine that I was never able to break out of. And like breaking out of routines has been like, my biggest dopamine sensation. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's, I, I mean, that's say, like, one of those things that, right. That's like something that, you know, is like a commonly identified distinction between Hannah and I is like, she does very well with routines and she's drawn to them and she adheres to them well. And I kind of always admire that. But for me, it's like the more things that change the merrier, like I yeah. feel the best when a routine is changed, when a room is rearranged, like I'd feel yeah. the best when things are changed in my life, basically. You know, one of the best feelings I've ever had, I love an impromptu road trip, even when an impromptu road trip is to solve like a miserable problem. Mm. One time I accidentally flew Spirit Airlines to Atlanta. <laughs> okay. And my flight back from Atlanta just in spirit fashion got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And And I was like, this flight's going to get canceled. I know this flight's going to get canceled. I don't want to be here anymore. Yep. And I talked to some 
some bros. Nice. Who were at the check-in counter with me. And I was like, this shit's going to get canceled for sure. Party Where up. are you going? Party bus. We, gotta, we all got to get to Baltimore. Like, what are we doing? And I talked these bros into going and splitting a rental car with me. And we just fucking drove from Atlanta to Baltimore. Nice. You know? And it was like that feeling of like, it's in flux. It's yeah. all fucking with the routine. We're doing something we probably shouldn't do. Like right. the smart thing to do would be to sit around and wait for them to comp me for a hotel, which they're yep. not going to do because it's spirit. And, right. That's the you know? thing, man. And we're, I was just like, dude, fuck it. Like what, it ends up being like 40 bucks a person. Like let's just roll, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we just rolled and it was great. That's, yep. That's, uh, that's what's up. Here, here's a, I'm curious if, if you have this tendency. I'm, re- I'm realizing I actually did something today that exposed this to me again. And again, this is another thing that Hannah and I identify frequently. She kind of drew my attention to it when we got together is like the way I talk, you'd think that I did something forever. And it may have been, I've been into this thing for three days. Like, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty common thing where I'm not lying to you. I'm not yeah. even intentionally inflating I anything. I just downloaded a ton of information very quickly. And yeah, now I'm very excited about it and want to say it all. gets warped and thinks... I even, like, if you force me, like, well, when, what date did you start getting into X hobby or learning about X thing? What was the date? And I won't believe you. Like, I mean, I'll believe you, but you know what I mean? And, like, if you ask me, I'll tell you it's going to be twice as long. And so, literally today, I'm talking to somebody about... Um, I'm talking to somebody about Mona Lisa. So uh, I, I the interviewed font. the Mona Lisa font guy um, uh-huh. this morning. And so I'm talking to the Mona Lisa guy and I open up and I'm like, so yeah, I've been using this font for like two years, maybe almost like two and a half years. And he's like, that's impossible. <laughs> this was for, we launched it last March. And I'm like, and I, I look like an idiot in that moment. Cause I, cause I recognize that about yeah. myself and I'm like, oh, you did it again. It's the Caleb yeah. time warp. Like I, and I literally, I went back into my Gmail and I found the receipt and I looked at the date and it was July of last year. And so I, like on the podcast, or, I said to him, yeah. I was literally like, Hey, um, oh, now that I think about it, you're right. It couldn't have been that long. I said, I remember when I was writing the ebook for make these code awesome and doing the font section, I was researching fonts. I found Mona Lisa. I switched and then I re I read, did all the screenshots to be Mona Lisa and then wrote in there when I was writing this chapter, I actually switched to Mona Lisa. Yeah. And so, but now that I know that Daniel, I'm thinking, wait a second. I launched make VS code awesome later than July of last year. Like, I don't believe yeah. that that's not it possible. Seem true. Yeah. Like that's not true. I've, I launched this years ago in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm on mm-hmm. year two minimum, but yeah. that's not true. Do you suffer from this time warp? Yeah, 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 for sure. Is this an identified thing of yours? Yeah. Well, no, like I, um, yes, I, there are things that happened 10 years ago that feel like they happened a month ago. Hmm. Um, and there are things that like, I totally forgot that I was interested in two months ago that if you like put a gun to my head, I would be like, yeah, I was into that in like 2018. Yep, you know, right. Like there's hot, especially with hobbies. There's hobbies that I put down that I like was interested in for two months and then put down. And that was two months ago. Yep. And I would have told you that that phase that I went through with that hobby was like three years ago. Right. 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because like I've just had so many other things in between now and then. Like I've haven't been into fishing for that long, but it's the hobby that's like stuck the strongest for kind of the longest. And so if you hear me talk about fishing, I'm a lifetime fisherman. Like I've been fishing forever. Yeah, I've, been I've been fishing my whole life, baby. I've been addicted to fishing for years. And it's I've like been only grinding been my like whole life. Two, three years tops, you know? You're kinda into it. You're getting there. You know what I'm saying though? It's yeah, like uh I hear you. Anyway. But it is that something that that you see through the dopamine lens, or is that a unique characteristic i feel like that's just more of the like forgetting part of it yeah right like the short-term memory aspect of adhd which is that you just like forget little things Hmm. you know so like chances are that like because so many things have entered your life since then so many different right live wire releases and and alpine day and alpine launches and working on alpine component patterns and hiring people like there have been so many steps and like uh, no plans to merge becoming the biggest podcast online yeah number you know number two or one like right behind joe rogan yeah right behind time magazine uh said that yeah yeah 30 under 30 we're all well, I'm 30. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, greater than or equal to 30. 30, um, <laughs> 30 30s. Anyway, the, um, I feel like because the way your life is structured is so like getting things done quickly and moving on to the next thing and breaking up routines and you know, all of that, yeah. like you just have more projects in a year than most people do. So then if you like measure that in context of like, oh, well, people normally have about one or two projects a year. And this was about eight projects ago. So it must have been four years ago. Hmm. You know? Yep. Right. Yeah. I think that's probably like when people talk about um, like why as you get older, time warps. Like like when you're young, if you think about your childhood, it seems like like half of your life or something, but it wasn't, you know? Yeah. Um that really the the part of your childhood that you think about is like well you're older than five because you don't really have a ton of memories before five you're older you're basically between like eight and 13 and that's your like your mm-hmm. i'm a kid years and mm-hmm. and so many parts of those years feel so big to me um but like i have like the so distance between 20 and 25 doesn't feel from i i really honestly like have very few memories like before i was like 12 really like i have yeah like there's just like I mean, like, I do remember, like, but, like, my family, like, we, like, my parents are missionaries, so, like, we would, like, travel around to different churches and stuff. Yeah. And, like, my parents will, like, be like, hey, do you remember, like, when we visited this church in Ohio and we met this family and this thing, crazy thing happened? I'm like, no. Like, nothing. I got absolutely nothing for you. There's so many things. And, like, my whole, my sisters remember and everyone remembers. And I'm just like, I, got, I don't know, man. Like, I got nothing. Yeah. Here's what I remember is like, I remember in 12, when I was in sixth grade, I like could get my homework done and that was like a big issue. And I remember when I was in sixth grade, like there was this girl I liked and then she was mean to me and that was a big issue. And like, those are the main things I remember from like sixth grade. Yeah. And then he in, uh, then I can like remember a couple of point, points in seventh and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then like in ninth grade, I start like remembering like my emotional life more. Like I remember how yeah. I felt. I remember being like depressed or like really excited or like having an idea that I was really excited about. Yeah. And then like 
the older I get, like the more fleshed out that is, but it's all tied to like my emotional life. Like I have very, I don't have that many like memories of like events. I have memories of things like tied to my emotional state. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Which to me makes sense that it would be like dopamine related or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But definitely that. But maybe that's something everyone has. I don't know. I don't know. Definitely that time is, you know, time is not like measured in an internal clock. Right. It's not. It's right. It's it's a like a approximation of the span of a bunch of events. And if you had like seven insane events in one week as opposed to one, like be like, oh, that was that was only a week ago, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I do notice that about myself. And so, like, some of the negative characteristics I've assigned to myself is, like, I'm attention-seeking and I exaggerate. And I just sort of chalk those up as, like, just negative immature things to fight. Um, Right. But, anyway. It's uh, it's interesting to me to sort of look at my life and my tendencies and behaviors and struggles through a new lens. Yeah. Yeah. And you should go check it out with a professional before you make too many decisions based on (laughs) you should figure out whether it's real well that's the thing is yeah i know because like there is like a temptation to be like all right well i just already figured out that i have adhd so now i'll just operate as if it's like who knows you might not you might just like you know right well i guess that's the scary thing is what if i don't some anxiety because you have a lot of pressure on you and like now your anxiety is manifesting and similarly to adhd yeah you know who knows yeah who knows yep yeah oh well there you go dan cole thanks for thanks for getting a big adhd uh, segment yeah we did i was hoping that we could get to the bottom of some of this and um and i could get the 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 journey that you've been on as a shortcut for yeah some stuff happy to happy to share yeah dude yeah i mean it's one of those uh that's the thing that's the thing man i'm i'm with it deke i appreciate you Speaking of new hobbies, so you were Flipping like, and hey, dipping. if you're going to talk shit about NFTs, you got to get in the you game. You got to get and in the like, game. So that I was like, all right, fine. I'll get in the game so that I can appropriately talk shit about NFTs. Yes. My beliefs have not changed. However, I'm having a blast. However, right. Yes. However, I am having so much fun. Yeah. Um, so I flipped 300 into 1,000 in a night. Um, and then... I reinvested all of that into two projects. So I'm deep into Dapper Ducks and um, Solana Swine Gang right now, both of which are tanking, but it's basically free money. So I don't really give a shit. I think Dapper Ducks are going to come back hard because Dapper Ducks have uh, the Hunter dropping this weekend, which is like a second series of NFTs. You have a 10% chance of getting a Hunter if you, for each duck that you hold. Ah. Um, Hunter is a new collection that will be tradable on Magic e- Magic Eden. Um, and also, the Hunters... So, Flock is like the utility token for Dapper Ducks. Guess who's got 50 Flock? Caleb's got 50 Ya Flock. boy. So, you get Flocks for holding Ducks for... At like, basically, every three days, you get like 50 Flock. Uh, friends, Flocks are... It's actually a coin. It's not an NFT. It's an FT. Yes. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. like if you're in Phantom Wallet, which, you know, have to, I'm sure most people here are like, what's what are you talking about? But whatever, your wallet, Phantom Wallet, if you're on Solana, get yourself a Phantom Wallet. And it shows you like in your wallet how much Solana you have. And now all of a sudden I just literally opened it before we got on this thing. And it said like the amount of Solana I had. And then right under it, it's like how many flock I have and shows a little coin 
with like a bird or something on it. And I had yeah. no, and I was like, Daniel, what's flock? And he's like, save it for the show. So I don't even know what flock is, but I have yeah, some so- because I bought a duck per Daniel's, Daniel's alpha and excitement. Um, so you get, you get your ducks, your ducks are just NFTs that you can sell and buy and whatever. But in order to make the price go up instead of down, you want to decrease the listed supply, yeah. right? So you want the supply that is listed to be very low. So there are 4,222 ducks total. Okay. And there are currently, I will give you a number, there are currently 149 of them listed. Ooh. Which is less than 4%. Less than 4%, which is insanely low. Like astonishingly low. The project's been sold out for three days. We've got about 1,800 soul of volume of mm-hmm. transactions and then which is high okay. it's not like the highest but a thousand of that came in the first day hmm. um so it's like high volume low listed count and we're three times above mint price right now nice which is like all good numbers yeah you know totally so then it's like okay well how why is the supply so low here's why the supply is so low you if you list a duck on so they have an integration with the magic eden api okay and they're watching to see if you list a duck. Oh! And if you list, if you list your duck for dude, sale, dude, you don't you get, get flocked. Dinged. Oh you don't my get flocked. Gosh! So, so it's wait. It's days, not even like if your duck is listed. It's if you have listed it. Um. So that the goal is that they're going to do several snapshots within a period. Ha, and there if your you duck go. is so listed gonna, in any of them, right? Right. Okay. Then it's ha. then you don't get the flock, dude. Right. But what they're what they're actually doing right now is they're doing a random snapshot during that time period. Okay. And if you're so it's only one right now. So you can get lucky and miss it. But um but basically so they do a snapshot. If your duck is listed, you don't get flock. If your duck is not listed, you do get flock. Hmm. Then this weekend they're doing the hunter airdrop. So ten percent of ducks hmm. will get a hunter airdrop to them. So if you have multiple ducks, you could get multiple hunters. Right. Um but it is what it is. A hunter has the ability to steal 50% of the flock that a listed duck would be receiving. Right? So there's flock that would go to a duck if it were not listed. Yep. Um, but if you have a hunter, you can collect 50% of the flock of any listed duck. Oh, wait. What do you mean? Of your own listed ducks? No, no, no. Of a Of a a duck on the exchange which is currently not getting flock because it right. is listed okay so it's like a you pool? can get fi- you can get 50 percent of the flock that that duck would have gotten if it were unlisted right but it's your flock it's your duck that you listed and that's no, why just, you- just you get the flock on behalf of like a duck that is listed that what is you- not received so flock. each hunter is assigned a duck so I, i'm not exactly sure whether it's assigned or whether you choose but i think it might just be assigned Okay. But it's basically like there's a pool and like you get some of the f- the flock for I people see. who are listing ducks and wasting their flock. <laughs> right? Dude, that's crazy. Then, They're really like doubling down on the um intent or uh retention incentives. Um yeah. so as then their here's utility. The, here's the crazy shit. So then the um then the gen 2 thing that they're going to release is yeah. geese. So they're releasing geese. Okay. And geese are going to be minted with flock. So you're not going to pay Solana for your geese. You're going to pay flock for your geese. Um, 
and then dope dope, dope do you know dope. about do you know about wolf game no so wolf game is um is a uh ethereum nft that happened so it's basically like you play um I'm just reading a description. In the game, sheep live happily in the metaverse farm called the barn, and owners gather wool tokens to wager their sheep NFTs. Outside the barn, a pack of wolves is looking for ways to get to the sheep. The safeguard, uh, they safeguard their sheep. Owners need to pay wool tax to the wolves. Mm-hmm. These wolves will receive 30% of all wool proceeds as they get to the barn. So this is basically very similar to Wolf Game, which like did insane numbers on Ethereum. This mm-hmm. is the first like Solana implementation of this game mechanic. Sweet. Okay. Um, so basically the way it works is like you can there's like a kind of a card game type of thing where like mm-hmm. you play ducks but like the you want to get like a certain string of ducks without like a goose interrupting it. I don't mm-hmm. understand how the mechanics of this are going to work mm-hmm. IRL but like I understand the roadmap. Um so anyway having geese allows you to like basically steal flock from ducks. Yeah, right? And so you want to save your flock so that you can eventually like build it up to mint geese. And then you're going to mint those geese to like steal flock from staked ducks. So Hmm. staking is also coming next week. Um, So basically they're building all of these retention mechanics. There's like five different retention mechanics going. All of which center around this flock coin, which is not currently like on a DEX, but like will be. And therefore like will be tradable for Solana. Right? Uh, Yeah. So the goal is to basically like turn this into like a giant flock generating snowball machine, which then you can like sell out into Solana. Right. And like create it as passive income. So I'm like pretty amazed at this project. How many ducks um, do you have? I have, I think, eleven. What? Yeah, no. I've been flipping. I've been Are flipping you hard. Kidding me? I've been buying floor Holy and then cow. Re- I've been like, whenever someone comes in way below floor, right? Yeah. Like floor will be like at one, and then someone will list at point eight. Yeah, and then I'll just right. buy the point eight and yep. relist it at one. Ah, flipping you know floor. Saying? Interesting. But that's, that's in a different wallet because I don't want to. It's got to be much easier to flip any of my held ducks because there's so few listed. It's got to be easier to floor. Yeah, flip. yeah, it's easy to flip floor. So I've been flipping floor, and then I've also been flipping floor over on the Solana Swine Gang. And mm. then anytime I like flip enough to afford a duck, I sweep one off the floor and just hold it. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, I've got uh, eleven ducks, dude. And most of this came from profit from my initial, initial. ride from 0.3 to 1.7 right. which was a great ride that is a great ride and i had dude. five ducks at 0.3 oh my so, gosh daniel yeah, i flipped a lot dude <laughs> anyway that's, that's crazy cool. and then solana swine gang is this other really cool one which also has holding mechanics in place and 50 percent of the royalties go into the pool which is then going to be used to like pay out solana to the holders which is cool what's going to make the what 50% of the royalties on on Solana Swine Gang? Yeah, it's so 50%. Okay. Yeah. So there's 7.5% royalties on yeah. each transaction, yep. right? Mhm. And then 50% of that 7.5% yeah goes into a pool. Yep. The pool currently has thousands of Solana. Okay? Cuz they did 18k in volume yesterday. Dude, did you mint one or you couldn't mint one yesterday? No, I couldn't. I missed the 3 second oh, window. Yeah, okay. But um, oh, anyway, so they've got thousands of Solana in that pool, and that pool is basically going to like pay out Solana to holders. So like basically, it's like taxing the the paper hands to pay the diamond hands, mm. which incentivizes you to diamond hands. Yep. 
Anyway. It's interesting. I'm having a fun time. I still have all the same problems I have. The fact that I'm only doing Solanas, because I'm like, I can't do this Ethereum shit. Like, I don't want to deal with the, like, moral question of whether I'm destroying the Earth by playing these games. Yeah. Um, so it's like Solana. It's like there's no real meaningful environmental impact. Yeah. You know, like, yep. it's... You're just going you burn, to... Uh, you're going you burn to... more trees scrolling Twitter than you do doing Solana trades. Right. So, yep. you know. Yep, totally. Yeah, dude. That's fun, man. That's super fun. Good time. And, like, here's here's my perspective on it. Uh, all of my initial criticisms about the claims of NFTs of like ownership or like meaningful, serious subjects, yeah, I think are still kind of valid, and I think like none of that is solved yet. Sure, but gambling is fun. Gambling is fun. Gambling's very fun. Cool, and fun. This is ways to way gamble. more fun than like day trading stocks or right. playing video poker. Yeah. So right, <laughs> like let's party. Yep. And I'm up. There you go. And you're up. Yeah, totally. That's what's up, Daniel. That's so funny, man. Yep. Well, I mean, that's good. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied that you at least tasted like the fun and excitement and well, all I've the like the sweet, the sweet treats. Yeah, the sweet treats and like all the um like creative concepts and ideas like happening like every day. Yeah, um, I think Ducks has like the most creative architecture right now. That's like, pretty they're cool. So creative. You got to go like read their roadmap hardcore because it's like really crazy. Yeah, I'll have to do that. We gotta gotta I get hope our you get a hunter, dude. Me too. You're gonna get a hunter, statistically I'm, speaking. I mean, odds statistically, I should get a hunter. We'll see. You're gonna get a hunter. Probably will. No doubt. All right. Well, Daniel, um, this has been uh, Daniel's NFT corner, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, big Daniel, big NFT head. Big D. Go get yourself a dapper duck. Sweep that floor. That's right. Um, and if you're looking for good uh, alpha folks, which alpha means like. Um, secret intel yeah exactly if you're looking for good alpha hop on in the potheads discord because we got a, a dude in there who like so far has a pretty strong track record of like he was hey. the one who suggested the Solana swine gang yes and i actually oh, and then, forgot about that and that was a big mistake of mine um well, because it was a i just forgot discord. about it. so they locked the discord by the time i found it okay but i made a funny bit on twitter and got the guy to let me in nice um yeah so i mean I, I didn't get the mint anyway i so used the alpha on what thing did i flip did i tell you that i flipped do you remember i forget what you said dude i don't even remember what the heck what was it dude i bought an nft um, and then i sold it and what was it i don't even know that's insane you, no you didn't even say you said just a strong mint I didn't. You said, dude, the alpha in the potheads discord is lit. Just flipped for a quick 0.5 soul. Oh, wait, this was alpha from our telegram chat. Get me in that telegram chat. He Get posted in the discord. It's going to stop reading my thing to you. A strong mint happening tomorrow, though. <laughs> and that's yeah. the that's the Solana Swine Gang. That was the SSG. Yeah, right. Um, Three seconds. How crazy is that? Uh, that is crazy. Dude, what the heck was the NFT that I flipped? I'm like astonished that I can't. Oh, because you can't even pronounce the name. It was like some Japanese name or something. Well, you could pronounce it. It was it was some. Oh, it was the hounds. They were these mm. like bloodthirsty pixel hounds. But the name was like Japanese or Chinese, some sort of Asian-y sounding name gotcha. um, and whatever. Like, so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. 
so that's that you know we're getting rich over here good stuff just hustling just, just hustling, hustling. <laughs> all right deke should we call it should we cue this yeah, outro dude, music let's cue the outro music all right now right now indeed